you know, looking back over the whole journey here from episode zero to 100, it seemed monumental when I started. It's not that big of a deal right now. It's just kind of scratching the surface. But in this episode, this 100th episode of Enhancing Human Experience podcast, I want to share with you some of the insights that have come to me or that have like I've realized in a more deeper way over the last 100 episodes. And maybe hopefully that will help you on your journey, whatever you're doing. And just again, sharing experience with one another so we can kind of all level up together because that's really what it's all about, right? Uh, I certainly don't have all the answers. I'm working things out on my own. Um, I learn so much from everyone every day, especially my guests and other people that I listen to in the online space. And so this is just my offering to you some of the things I've learned. Hopefully they'll help you and help you get more and have better experience overall. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you, if you listened to last week's episode, I mentioned that there's a new product in the Focus and Flow store called the Preferred Experience preferred experiences, plural, preferred experiences shirt. And now also the preferred experiences mug. I just finished the mug last night and I'm really, really happy with it. You know, I'm a big fan of these full wrap images that wrap all the way around the mug. Of course, you can't wrap right around the handle, but you can wrap the majority of it. So it's kind of a almost 360 degree experience on the mug. Of course, the shirt is a different story, but I am really thrilled about this product line, the preferred experiences, products, shirts, mugs, eventually who knows what else I'm going to put this on. Definitely mini posters, but you can check it out at focusandflow.co. You can check out the shirt and also the mug now. And the idea behind the preferred experiences products is to remind you of all of the peak experiences that you want and have them, you know, when you're wearing that clothing, you're going to be absorbing it into your consciousness, either in a conscious way or an subconscious type way, right? You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be focusing on it. And guess what? You know, when you focus on something, you see more of that in your experience, don't you? When you focus, what you focus on expands and what you think about, you bring about. That's the whole idea behind the preferred experiences products. These are all high vibration peak experiences that are generally what most people want. There are things that I want, and I'm assuming there are experiences that you want. I'm talking about health, wealth, and success, passion, purpose, and meaning, fun, freedom, and adventure, prosperity, abundance, all of those things. Do you want those things? I want those things. They're all on the Preferred Experiences shirt. So go over to focusandflow.co and check out that line and look for more of those products to be coming down the line in different styles and different types of, um, you know, I'm going to put a colored version on a mug. Right now we've got the black and white version, which I really like for the simplicity of it, but I'm definitely going to be introducing some variations of those designs still with the same core message, but having a little more flair with color and et cetera like that. The other thing you can do is check out Instagram, Focus and Flow CO, and also Facebook, or Pinterest. I'm also building a Pinterest um, page around the brand with the products and some other things that makes the Pinterest experience a little bit different. Since Pinterest is a different animal, I'm having fun crafting a more unique experience there on Pinterest for the brand. So really, really having a lot of fun with that. Lots of new products coming down the road and putting those out as they come around. So definitely check back 
on the website or on social media, you know, follow at those um, Instagram and Facebook for more products. But again, they're all designed to help you get the most out of life, to help you harness and flow that creative power that flows within you and direct it to the things and experiences you want to have. Really, really excited about that whole venture there. Okay, so let's jump in and go through these 10 lessons. I'm going to go kind of quickly through them. 10 lessons that I've learned from the last 100 episodes. Now, let me just preface this by saying this isn't something that I kind of spent hours and hours on coming up with. I mean, I spent hours on it, but not an enormous amount of time. So take it for what it is, right? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm learning. I'm on the you know, the path here too of constantly unfolding my own consciousness, my own awareness and understanding. And so take these with a grain of salt. I, I don't have to tell you that. You already know that because you listen to me. <laughs> so that's just kind of a little backstory of this list. But the, these really are some of the best lessons that I've learned and reminders to myself that I need to think about on a daily basis as well when things start to get uh, when I start to get a little out of alignment or a little off my own like game or out of the flow or whatever you want to call it. So 10 lessons. Let's start. Number one is have fun and enjoy the process. This is huge, absolutely huge. It's why I made it number one. Probably, maybe if you if you wanted to do one lesson, this would be the lesson. Have fun and enjoy the process. Joy is huge. You know, I think I think we come from joy. We we always trying to get joy. We want to bring it into our lives. We want to bring it into our experience. When we laugh, we let the joy in. When we um, have peak experiences, joy comes in. But a lot of times we block the joy, right? I know I do. And learning not to do that so much and not make such a big deal of it and enjoy the process, find something to enjoy about it, don't make it a big deal, is a huge lesson for me. Having fun and enjoying the process. I think a lot of the challenges that come from this first lesson are maybe inherited from society or learned, you know, bad learned experiences, negative learned experiences, um, that life's supposed to be hard. We're not supposed to enjoy ourselves. We're supposed to work and, you know, kind of like self-punish our, you know, inflict self-punishment on ourselves, which really is very counterintuitive to um, anything good in life, right? Many podcasts ago, I did an episode called Joy. You know, it was well, it's about the the joy being the end and the means. This idea that if you're not enjoying now and you're not enjoying yourself now, you're never going to arrive to a place where you are enjoying yourself, right? Because everything's a practiced experience, everything's a learned experience. And if we're not enjoying right now, there's a high probability we're not going to enjoy the next moment or the next moment or a week from now, right? This notion that we've got to work hard and sacrifice and punish to get to joy is just kind of a false premise in my experience. So number one, have fun and enjoy the process. Speaking specifically about fun, I know that when I'm having the most fun and when I'm in a playful type of mindset, that's when things work better for me. That's when I get better response with the things that I've created, right? And the things that I'm sharing. And my cha- my like lesson is to continually stay in that type of mindset, a fun, playful mindset 
enjoying the process. Things work so much better in business, in life, responses better from you, the listener, from people on you know my channels and stuff like that, social media. So that's number one, have fun and enjoy the process. Number two, kind of builds on that, is don't take yourself or life too seriously. Just to share a little bit of a story with you about the reason that I created this podcast, Enhancing the Human Experience, was that one, I have a passion for talking about these things. And I knew that this was my passion and I found a lot of deep meaning in it. And I knew that it was something that would benefit me as well. But I also started it to share this type of knowledge and wisdom with you, the listener and other people and younger generations, right? My kind of the foundational principle that I started this on was based on this notion of we're not taught this in mainstream like public education or society as a general rule. It's happening more and more, but it's all right here, right? This carnal knowledge, this race knowledge, that has its place, but that won't ever take us where we're going and where we need to be going. We have to transcend all that and let a lot of it go and really identify more with our spiritual nature and use that you know, faculty within us, our imagination and our creative power, which is the, you know, source energy or God force. This is what we really need. And this was the realization that I came to in my own life was, you know, because I'd learned all these race, mind or carnal knowledge ways of being in the world, right? Uh, Whether it's in the business world or working or having, you know, interpersonal experiences, those type of things, or creating, being a uh, conscious creator, I realized that there was something huge missing, absolutely fundamentally huge missing. And I thought, you know what? If it's missing for me, it's going to be missing for other people. And so this is my contribution, however big or small, to making the world a better place. Now, having said that, (laughs) I think I don't have to tell you, don't take yourself too seriously or life too seriously. And this is my message to myself, right? A realization. I came to the conclusion that ultimately in the grand scheme of things, nobody really needs what I'm sharing here. Um, if it benefits them, great. But ultimately, there's really very little that I can do, you know, not, not getting a big head with myself. There's very little I can do, if anything, to help another person. Primarily because I'm not perfect in my own sense. I'm still working on stuff. I'm still evolving. I'm still coming to new conclusions. And my life isn't totally bliss, right? It's a constant process for me. And so I came to the realization that there's really nothing I can offer someone else. I can't offer you anything because I'm still working on my own stuff, right? So that's when I think I kind of like came, yeah, it was like a new uh, level of awareness and understanding Um, still I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I love this stuff and I love talking about this. I absolutely love having guests on and helping them by providing a platform that they can share their information knowledge. I mean, I get my cup filled up. Hopefully you learn something when the guests come on as well. Again, it's just creating that forum for sharing best practices for living. That's kind of the idea. So number two, don't take yourself or life too seriously. Speaking of the life part of it, I sometimes think about this notion that we human beings have this idea in our mind that we can affect a lot of change and we're, you know, the end all be all. Sometimes I think we get big heads, right? Big, too big for our britches. 
And while on one hand that is true because we have the ability to harness and focus the creative power that flows through us, right? We have the ability to create things because of this power. Um, We're little creators. On the other hand, because of the nature of the universe, we really can't destroy anything. We can't hurt anything. And maybe we can't even fix anything or or if there is anything to be fixed at all, right? Um, So in that sense, you know, it, it is what it is. We don't take life too seriously. Don't get too big for our britches, that kind of thing. Number three is where you start might not look like where you end up. And this is another huge lesson for me. And it kind of comes back to this notion of awareness and understanding and how in tune we are with our own, I guess, intuition or our own higher selves or inner beings, how in tune with that we are, because that's going to ultimately lead us to where we're going to be going. And sometimes because of delusion or lack of awareness or self-understanding, self-knowledge, all that stuff, we might start and think it's going to end a certain way, but it might not end that way, right? We might be guided sometimes in a total U-turn to do something entirely different, but we didn't know that when we started. And I think that's part of the awesomeness of the human experience is that we are always having this like awakening. It's a constant awakening and I don't think it ever stops, right? And so our level of understanding last week is different than our level of understanding this week. And therefore, what we're going to be doing is going to be different. So that's what I, where I'm trying to get at with this idea that, you know, where you going might look different than where you end up or where you want to go might look different than where you end up. Kind of a huge underlying principle in the human experience. Number four is take the shot. Take lots of shots. Try lots of things. Now, this one is absolutely huge for me because as a recovering perfectionist, as like a recovering um, person who doesn't want to do make a mistake per se, right? I want to do things in the right way. I don't want to have my efforts be wasted in vain. Going on this process, launching the podcast, doing all these other things in the digital realm, just creating stuff, right? Um, which I think we're all creators, you know, it's just whatever venue you want to push it into. That's really where the good stuff is. The more we, more we create, the more we learn, and the better we can create. But it has to be, we have to actually do it and take the action and get the feedback and then learn and do it in a better way. Sometimes if we hold off, hold off and resist and get all of it planned up in our mind and then take like one creation, that's not, a, that's not as good and beneficial as a person who's created 10 things and learned from all those things, right? We really only can learn once we actually do it and create it and see it and look at it and see how it felt, see what the reception was. All of those things only come from actually taking the action, swinging the bat, taking the shot, and learning from experience. I talked about this in an episode prior to, a number of episodes back, this notion that what it was something Abraham Hicks talks about, and it is that words don't teach, only life experience teaches. And how do we get the life experience? By taking the action and doing the thing right? So I realized, and I mentioned this at that point in time, I realized that's strange for a person who runs a podcast (laughs) to say. And I realized that is, but we can still share best practices. We can still, 
I guess, share our experiences because we can help to learn from one another from the from the experience. But ultimately, we're going to only learn when we actually do the thing and get the feedback and have the firsthand experience of doing it. So that's what I mean by this number four. Take the shot, swing the bat, do the thing, and then get the experience. And it's all about the practice. It's all about getting in the game and staying with it. That's when you really start to get good, right? A person who has experience is way more effective than someone who obviously doesn't have that experience, right? Maybe they might have talent. Maybe they might have some other things going for them, but you can't ever like fake experience. So, so valuable. Number five is do what you love and follow your bliss. I've started a number of little ventures in my time, most of them in the like creating things or doing little um, type of building stuff. I'm a, I love to design stuff and, and build that. And some of it wasn't in super alignment with like didn't fill my cup up. It wasn't what I love. It wasn't necessarily um, a blissful experience. It was just creating something. It didn't have a lot of meaning behind it. And we'll talk about meaning in the next one here. But doing what you love and following your bliss is a whole different story. The thing of it is, no matter what we do, it's going to suck some of the times where it's going to be difficult. To be honest, this episode was kind of difficult. <laughs> you know, putting this episode together was challenging. Um, but I love this stuff. I love talking about these types of ideas and I love this venue. And so whatever you do, it's going to suck some of the times. And the only thing that's going to get you through is your love and your passion for it, right? If it if, if it's something you love, you're going to find a way to make it happen. If it's something you don't love, you're going to drop it. And what happens when we drop stuff? We lose that investment in the longevity, right? Life gets good when we play at a deep level, when we stay in the game and keep doing the thing. And if you don't love it, you're going to drop it. And then you lose out on that, I guess, gained experience from that particular type of venture. Now, it still goes into the larger pot in the grand scheme of things. But again, when we're digging those deep wells and getting down to that deep, deep level of experience, doing one thing really, really, really well, and then doing another thing really well, we can still stack our things. But if we spread out what we're doing and we're little dabblers, right? That doesn't work very well. So this notion of doing what you love is really, really uh, huge because it gives us stick to itiveness. It helps us be have longevity in what we're doing. So that's why it's really important to do what you love. The next one, number six, is chase the meaning. And by that I mean, what gives your life meaning? Where do you find fulfillment? Um, wh- what helps you have a better experience, right? Because here's the thing. There's two schools of thought here, and I I see them both, but I will never be able to follow the other school of thought. One school of thought is chase the meaning, like I just said. If you find deep meaning in something and it fills your cup up, there's a high probability you're going to be able to keep doing it for a long period of time and thus get to that level of mastery, right? But if you go out to the marketplace and do something that doesn't give your life meaning but only gives you the money, there's a really high probability your life's going to suck after a short period of time and it's going to suck in a bad, big bad way because you don't have, you're not filling your own cup up. It's not a win-win, right? And I see that. I see the logic there. I really, really do. And I know people who have been very successful monetarily and maybe even from a joy standpoint. I, w- I would say from a joy standpoint, but 
when you find something that gives your life meaning, you get a win-win, right? Because ultimately we don't want to get to the end of our lives and have, um, have like no meaning deposited into our meaning account, right? So win-win, follow them or chase the meaning, I think is really, really huge. And that's when life starts to get good. Because here's the other thing. This is another realization that I have come to in, in the last couple of years. You can make you can make an impact and you can make a living and you can make money doing just about darn near anything. Absolutely anything. You name it, you can make a living at it. The key is marketing and branding and packaging and promoting, right? And so this notion that, oh, only tech industry is where the money is or only like selling cars is where the money is. It's bogus. It's absolutely bogus, right? Everything is where the money is. There's no specific way or like um, industry that is better than another. It's all how you package it, how you market it. One of the conclusions that I've come to is I think every kid should be meant or had to have to take a marketing or branding or advertising like combo class all the way through grade school and high school and even college. That's the only thing that's going to be valuable to them. This, the, the other classes that we make our kids take, you can't turn that into economic prosperity in a readily apparent way. Again, there's value in those classes, but I got to tell you, none of that stuff is ever going to matter if you can't, if you don't have economic prosperity, because all that other stuff, all, all of the liberal arts type stuff, while it is valuable, it ultimately cannot create prosperity in a way that marketing, branding, advertising, business classes can, right? All that other stuff is cream in my mind. It's necessary. It's nice. But if there's nothing supporting it on a foundational level, it, it, it can't support itself, right? So again, back to this notion, chase the meaning. You can make money doing pretty much anything. It's just how you brand it, how you package it, and how creative you you know, get when you're introducing it to the market, how, what kind of experience you're giving your clients and prospects and the world, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? What, what experience are you providing them? So really, really huge chasing the meaning and not chasing the money. Number seven is trusting your intuition. Again, this ties into number three, where it might not look like where you thought it was going to look. So trusting your intuition is letting your higher self or your inner being kind of guide you and give you clues to what you should be doing. Because I really believe that all human beings have this, um, I guess, special gift, special talents. It's really, it's really like the ikigai, the reason for being, the Japanese reason for being, where you're taking what you love, you're taking what you're good at, you're taking what the world needs, and you're taking something that uh, you can be paid for, right? What people want, what people are going to pay pay you for. And at that intersection where those circles, those concentric circles overlap, that's your ikigai, that's your reason for being. And when we're talking about intuition, your intuition is going to guide you there because it knows that that's when you're going to have the most fun, you're going to be in the most joy, you're going to make the most impact in the world, and also you're going to make the most money, right? You're going to have the most prosperity and abundance. If one of those things are lacking, that's that's less that's a less than optimal experience, right? You're missing out on some portion of the experience, and I think a lot of people have two or three of those 
like things going for them in their lives. I mean, you, we, we see artists who enjoy their work, make awesome stuff, but, but sometimes there's not a market for it. And that, that therein lies the potential problem. Now then, of course, we could tie that back into what I mentioned prior, where you could create a market for it if you're a creative marketer and advertiser. And we've seen that happen all the time too, right? Um, so trusting your intuition and like following those impulses and ideas that come to you and you know, just tuning in to that higher wisdom that's inside of us and not listening so much to our delusional or mistake prone mind. I mean, how many times have you thought something's going to go one way and it goes another way, or you thought a situation, whether it's interpersonal or a business situation was one way and it turned out to be something else. That's when you know your mind can get you off track. And once you see that, you start to not give it as much credit, at least I do, as it wants, right? The mind is, the ego mind wants to take all the credit for everything. And you know what? It gets us in a lot of trouble sometimes. And learning that and just giving, putting it in, a, in its place, which is not as your right hand man or woman or guide, is really, really beneficial and make your intuition or your higher self be your guide, which never has, it has a higher perspective, right? It knows you, it knows the world, it knows where you're going to find all your happiness, where you're going to find all your bliss. So you can, you can put that like as your co-pilot in life. So that's trusting your intuition. Number eight is paying attention to feedback from other people. This is really huge as well, because again, when we talk about the ikigai, is they, people are going to tell you what they want from you, right? They're going to help you succeed if you listen to them. Um, the other day, I sat down with uh, Ronnie Ketchum, and she's going to be on the podcast next week, and we were talking about that, this notion that everyone is a mirror to us. And sometimes they don't have to say anything, but sometimes they do say stuff, or their actions tell us what we should be doing, how we should be doing it, right? In order to serve them in the best way and give them what they want, which is goes back to number one, happiness and joy and helping them uh, feel good about themselves, right? So this notion that paying attention to feedback is really, really huge. Where, where are people guiding you to go? What do they want from you? Um, where are they kind of giving you hints that you might find economic prosperity or um, purpose or meaning or like help your business grow and, and, and serve them in a better way. Because ultimately, whatever we're doing in life, in business, it's going to come through other people, right? So when we find a way to serve them in the way they want to be served, being win-win, we get to level up our experience, they get to level up their experience. That's when life gets really awesome. So paying attention to that feedback is huge. Number nine is no small feat, and that is courage, 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 courage. Sometimes it is really scary to do the thing, isn't it? Put yourself out there to take a, like a bold move, absolutely huge, very scary. I know in my own experience, you know, back back to, um, you know, stuff I've mentioned prior in this list, I don't have all the answers. My life isn't perfect having the courage to step out there and start a podcast, that's a little bit daunting in the grand scheme of things. Because again, I don't have the, um, have it all figured out to share all the answers with you. I'm on the journey just as well. But, you know, 
it is what it is. I'm doing it for my own growth and hopefully you're finding something beneficial in these episodes and the interviews that you can use as well. So having the courage to actually take take the step and put yourself out there is a huge life lesson, absolutely huge. Number 10, last but not least, is to pivot but never stop creating and actually create more, more fast, right? Again, tying back in with um, number four, to continually swing in that bat, continually create, continually do the thing, because ultimately, one, that's when life gets really fun, right? When we're creating, we're having a lot of fun, but two, we're also learning too, right? We're learning more. The more you create, the more you do, the faster you're going to learn. And so it's a win-win for us because we get the experience from creating, but we also have more joy. The really joy is in taking the action and getting out of our own way and allowing the ideas and impulses to flow through us, working with them, creating them, but in a detached kind of way, right? Detachment could have been on the list as well. Really huge in like helping us to enhance the human experience. So pivot, but never stop creating and even start creating more and more. What happens when people are creating a lot of things? They tend to create better things and they tend to create more things. One of my favorite quotes is, if you want something done, give it to a busy person because busy people already have that momentum going, don't they? They're already in that creative mode and so they can put it through their system and their creative machine really quickly and push it out the other side as a like done created product or entity or thing, whatever. And they get it through really quickly where a person who doesn't have that momentum and hasn't, the machine's not like lubricated and and greased up to like be in peak operating mode. It's a little clunky. It doesn't always work that well, right? So pivot, but never stop creating. And in fact, even create more and more to have to further, uh, let me put it this way to help you create in a better way, but also help you have more joy because the joy is really in, in the creative process. I really believe that from my own experience and seeing that finished project and getting right back to work on the next project. And it's like this, that's when life gets really fun when we're creating and creating, not attached too much to our outcome, but we're enjoying that process that's when life gets really, really good. And that's also when our end product gets really good, right? Because we've we've detached and our focus isn't on the end thing that we're creating, but it's on being the best person we can be and doing the process in the best way and kind of ourselves. It's all intertangled there in the middle part of it. And so when you focus on the middle part of it, you know the end is going to be awesome because you're doing everything right up until that point of time, you know, when, when you get that finished product or service. So those are the 10 things that, like 10 lessons I've learned in 100 episodes. I totally feel like I'm just scratching the surface on what new things I'm going to learn, but I've really enjoyed the journey and I really appreciated you guys hanging out with me, listening to the podcast. I hope you've got something out of it. Um, remember, you can always subscribe on any of your favorite favorite podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Ditcher, Spotify, or even on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. And also don't forget to check out focusandflow.co for products and apparel for conscious creators. I'm really excited for that line and that the that like platform. I'm having a lot of fun playing with that and we'll be sharing a lot more designs and things with you in the future, both on 
the Focus and Flow CO Instagram and Facebook and also on my personal page. But more of it will be on Focus and Flow. That's one of the reasons that I created that platform is so I can shift a lot of my advertising and marketing stuff to Focus and Flow and get it like make it less prominent on my personal page. I'll still be putting episodes of the podcast, the 60 second teasers on my personal or my business personal business Instagram and Facebook page. But a lot of the advertising and marketing campaigns and promotion campaigns, like I was talking about up there, I forget what number it was, but the promoting will go to focus and flow. That way people, you know, that way, if you don't want to see it on my G Mark Phillips Instagram account, you don't have to, right? You can go to focus and flow it's the actual platform for that company and that brand. And I'll be putting all those promotions on there and less so on my on my other business stuff. So anyway, that's the podcast. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate um, you hanging out with me for this 100th episode. And until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.